1: and a Secret Proceedings.
4: Skywatchers
0: Radio. have a special guest on the program tonight that I'm sure that many folks have heard plenty about, very controversial character to say the least. Um, he's been on my program, he's been on your program, and now he's going to be on our program. Our program. That's right, Skywatchers <laughs> Radio, of course, I'm talking about every tuesday, wednesday, thursday 6 p.m. pacific standard time, 9 p.m. eastern standard time. our website address is
4: skywatchersradio.com.
0: that's right, folks. and we're going to have a new form up there where we can start chatting and making fun of each other and talking about ufology, the study of unidentified flying objects as well as exopolitics. And abduction, which is our real topic tonight. Of course, the Stan Romanek case. If you haven't heard about this case, Stan Romanek is probably, I would say, Jackal, you tell me what you think. I would say he was probably the most hyped, most popular, uh, most publicized case in ufology in all of 2009.
4: What say you? I think it's probably the most publicized case since uh, the Travis Walton case, to be honest with you. I mean, this case got national coverage. He was on Larry King along with Jeff Ekman, who's the gentleman who was helping him uh, with the video, uh, with the release of the information. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this case has been highly, highly publicized. And the amazing thing, of course, is that, you know, there was a lie detector test that was taken and was failed. You know, we're going to be honest here on everything. It was failed. There is reasons why he failed the test, we're going to talk about that tonight as well. Uh, But the incredible thing is all the people that backed this gentleman, really, really credible individuals, uh, not only from MUFON, but, you know, a lot of different individuals who are working uh, with him trying to get this uh, information out. And one of the gentlemen that's working with him is Jack Roth, who's his producer. And he's going to be with us also shortly here on Sky Watchers Radio. And Jesse, I just told you this a little while ago. I don't know if you're uh, aware of this, uh, everybody, Please. but, uh, yeah. we're now simulcasted on BTR as well as on PTN for uh, Sky Watchers Radio. Uh, we had a lot of people email us that they would love to hear the show there as well, so we're going to do a simulcast, and really I'm going to drop the links in there to where they can see it over on People's TV Network to try to bring in that crowd over here to People's TV Network. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be simulcasted on there, and hopefully that crowd follows us over here, uh, which is going to be great. This is actually the first time we simulcast on, uh, on both networks, so I'm excited about that, Jesse. Are you excited under your hood there?
0: I am incredibly excited and I think the word is spreading. This is new technology. Last week we were doing something that nobody's doing, folks. We were able to show the hippest, the newest videos, the most current things that have been released on YouTube, on the wire, through friends, and we were able to bring on a special effects expert, Matt Singer, good friend of mine over in Hollywood, now lives in Memphis, and we were able to, on the fly, right there for our audience, analyze video together and get an expert opinion. No Shoah has been able to do that in the past because they had, obviously, limitations being only audible. Um, We've broken through that barrier with this technology and the fact that you're able to now simulcast the show on radio is fantastic now no one can miss out everyone can be a part of what's going on and I can assure you you you're not going to want to miss a lot of what Stan Romanek has to say is even slightly I would think disturbing to many because this gentleman although you might think he's cashing in on a cash cow type of ordeal Um, I can tell you from first-hand experience from some of my colleagues that the man has endured a tremendous amount of emotional pain and suffering from coming out with this story. So, question being, well there's a few questions, of course, Jackal. Mm -hmm. One would obviously be, do you believe Romanek? Now, folks, if you're not familiar with the case, well, first of all, get with the program. Second of all, Pop open a Wikipedia, type him in. He's also got a website, StanRomanek.com. If you have uh, your computer on, well, you should, obviously, if you're watching this. Go ahead and type it in. This is one of the most documented abduction cases in a long time. And this is a gentleman who not only has had multiple, multiple experiences, but he's been on Larry King and many other. Um, shows in the past year, especially the,
4: was it Dateline? It was Dateline, yeah. Dateline, and yeah. he was on Larry King Live. Larry uh, King which, Live. I mean, Larry King Live, of course, Larry's a big fan of ufology, and he tries to have uh, ufology guests as, as as much as possible on his, on his show. And he did a whole special on, on Stan Romanek and uh, with Jeff Peckman there. That's actually, I think, where they debuted the picture of the video of the boo alien in the window.
0: Now, I I wish we had time. It's it's not a long show, unfortunately, folks, but um, it would have been nice to play the Larry King clip yeah. for the folks to catch them, get them up to speed. I didn't think of it, my bad. Um, folks, you can do that in YouTube. It's up there. Type in Larry King Stan Romanek into YouTube search. You'll find it. You'll see what we're talking about here. But to break it down for you, the man got... A lot of people interested in this story very fast, which made me not only skeptical, but perplexed. The reason I was perplexed was because some of my top colleagues in the field, Alejandro T. Rojas, ex-director of education from MUFON International, now of Open Minds, um, was a and still is a huge supporter of Stan Romanek. He invited me to come out to his home where paranormal activity is happening on a nightly basis in Colorado. I did not take him up on this offering. Chuck Sikowski, another fantastic MUFON researcher that I met out in Roswell with his sister Debbie, who do archeological excavation in the Roswell Desert, and a host of other intriguing investigational work, are also interested and stand by the Stan Romanek story. Dr. Leo Sprinkle, very well-respected hypnotherapist and psychologist, stands by Stan Romanek's story. So this had me perplexed, Jackal, because from the amount of evidence that I saw Mm -hmm. and heard for the past year I was incredibly unimpressed. Now I will say as a caveat, as a caveat, I have not read the Stan Romanek
4: book. Have you read this book, Jackal? Uh, I have not read the book, but I did just order it on Amazon. So I will be reading the book. Okay. I like actually every time I have a guest who has a book, and I do like to order the book and read it uh, before you know we have him on the show. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to it before, but uh, I am going to read the book, and hopefully, when he does come back in the future after I have read the book, uh, we'll be able to you know dissect the book a little bit more on air.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I didn't read the book either. I was supposed to, a listener was supposed to send it to me, and he flaked. But I will say this: um, apparently, the Dateline special to me was very, very um, disappointing. And and keep in mind, Jackal. At what point is Stan? Are we getting a hold of Stan? So I don't
4: take too much time. Um, Actually, we talking. have uh, three more three more minutes before we get in, him uh, in and Jack on the phone. Jack Long, okay, by so the way, is the really producer. Okay, Jack Ross joining us as well. Okay,
0: here's what I want to talk about tonight. If if you're a UFO, if you're a saucer head, uh, if you're interested in this field, you know who Stan Romanek is. We're not going to play catch up. We don't have that kind of time. What we need to know about Stan Romanek. It looks like we might have gone down for a second in our video. Yeah, Are we still yeah. On?
4: yeah we're on live stream. Is having all kinds That's okay.
0: of issues tonight. As long yeah.
4: as we're still, on. What, yeah, we we're still on, we're out, on,
5: what we need to find out.
0: What we need to find out tonight through skywatchers, and again the way that we do things is through approaching people with respect and clarity. We want to get to the bottom of the situation but we also respect these people for what they've done and apparently there was a death threat made against Dan Romanek this past week on a radio program so we're not looking to repeat anything like that. You have your own opinions about Stan, you are willing to express them in a respectful manner. I will say this, there is a new documentary Stan is working on. I've put Mm -hmm. out there, after I interviewed Stan, not only is he seems like a very nice person, but anyone who approaches Dateline or any of these other TV magazine review shows about trying to do their story in a positive light is kidding themselves. Um, They need to stop doing that, and Stan fell for it, and they did a hack job. I think they did a terrible job, so I want to talk to Stan about that. But I really want to hear about the new documentary he's making and why, or why not, he thinks that, you know, at this point people may think he is a fraud. And I I have no idea if he knows or feels that way, so it will be interesting to, to see. What do you think?
4: That yeah. I think that would be very interesting to see. And with that, let's go ahead and, and call Stan Romanick and kill on the line here. Welcome,
3: Stan, to Skywatcher Radio. Thank How you for you, having sir? me. I'm
0: doing good. Stan, it's a pleasure to have you back on uh, this, this particular program. You've been on Euphanaut Radio in the past. You've yeah. uh, done work. You've done Jackal Show before. It's great to talk to you again. How are you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, thanks. In fact, I was in Powell's Bookstore today in downtown Portland, Oregon. It's the largest bookstore in in any city in the country. It's about four blocks long, this humongous bookstore. And sure enough, they had four or five copies of your book there um, that I was looking through while I was killing some time before a lunch meeting. But fantastic to have you on the program. And I'm hoping that we get an autographed copy over here in the studio one of these days, if that's possible.
3: Absolutely. You bet. Okay. Now, Stan,
0: there's a, there's a lot to talk about tonight, but what we really want to talk about are two things, I think. And then, of course, we want to hear what you want to talk about, which we don't know about yet, obviously. But I think a lot of people were, were had mixed feelings about the Dateline special. You know, they were waiting a very long time for that particular special, and I'm a good friend of Alejandro Rojas, who's always been a very big supporter of you, which is terrific. Um, So is Jackal. Uh, We're we're good friends, and, and we respect him. Chuck Sikowski, same thing. Leo Sprinkle, same thing. Respected individuals, quality messengers. So first what I'd like to do is get your opinion on the Dateline special, how you think you were portrayed and what or what, might not have been left in or left out.
3: Now, you're talking about the 2020 thing, the... the 2020,
0: yes, thank you. Yeah, 2020, the prime fact, 2020.
3: Well, there's a story in there in and of itself. Um, The first initial producer they sent to do the uh, filming for the documentary, um, her and a person named Andrea Beaumont that used to work for ABC, um, Good Morning America got to experience some stuff while they were here. Um, Andrew Beaumont got to see one of my talks and watch two UFOs hover overhead. Suddenly, um, you know, they wanted to do the story correctly. They wanted to do it right, and they were fired. Um, actually, the main producer was fired, fired Andrew Beaumont quick because of all the stuff that had happened. Um, the new, new producer took over. Um, you know, honestly, I thought it went better than we had it, had expected it to, this, uh, the thing that I didn't like too much, though, was the fact that they kept using the sleep paralysis scenario. Mm. Um, and um, especially with my experiences, most of my experiences happened while I was awake. I wasn't asleep for um, at least uh, a few of them. And in most cases, like the uh, Betty and Barney Hill, the Travis Walton case, they were awake when it happened. Um, sleep paralysis is actually pretty rare and happens to people who have narcolepsy mostly. So I don't know why they use that all the time. It's silly. It
0: is silly. Well, Stan, let me ask you this. One of the things that I had as a problem with that special was that a lot of the people that listen to You and some of the other shows that we're part of were really waiting on a lot of video, um, new video. and. I thought that they were going to do a lot more analysis work to try to break down what we were actually looking at, especially the Boo video. And we didn't—they didn't do it. They just didn't do it. And and I I felt like they didn't spend hardly any time Mm -hmm. on the on the actual goods. They spent a lot of time on these sort of profile shots of a lot of people. (laughs) Um, And I I was disappointed in that. Were you disappointed at all with with the lack of analysis?
3: I was. Um, I was because they were here, gosh, I don't know how many days looking through the the droves of physical and trace evidence and video evidence and, you know, um, all the stuff that I have. And they didn't show any of it. They didn't show the best parts. They just tried to debunk the whole thing and it was silly. I mean, the whole, I mean, we looked at that and it's like, wait a minute, they're missing the really incredible stuff that they have. Oh,
4: no. Yeah, and from my understanding, just from speaking to Alejandro Rojas and a few other people, there's a lot of information that you have, uh, which they could have made the whole entire show just about the information in your possession. Uh, it's, it's incredibly, you know, it's incredibly dumb what they did, uh, really. They dumped down the entire show. Uh, for what purpose, though? That's the question.
3: Well, you know, honestly, you know, it's theories. It's all theories. You know, there are debunkers out there. That, um, you know, and they always pick on the strongest case. They always try to pull apart mm-hmm. the strongest case. And, you know, there's some, honestly, there's some really mean people out there. I just yeah. tell my story. I don't embellish it. I try not to overrate it. I make sure that I have things to back it up. See, what's mm-hmm. different about my case is the fact that most of the stuff that happens, especially lately, only seems to happen when there's a lot of witnesses around, so I really don't have to explain Mm. myself.
4: Uh, That's uh, interesting. That's very interesting. There's a lot of witnesses around. Now, are some of these witnesses uh, people from MUFON or just friends and...
3: Oh, yeah, Alejandro, um, Chuck Sikowski, you know, you guys talked about him earlier. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, everybody that gets involved in my case gets to see stuff, Um, even people that don't. I mean, for instance, you know, the producer for Good Morning America, she got to see stuff. Um, The guys that, um, you know, uh, Jack, that you're going to have on here in a few minutes. You know, they got involved in wanting to do my documentary, and they all get to see stuff. You know, that's just the way it is. This is a real phenomenon, and people need to know about it. And that's why I just keep plugging away at it.
0: Yeah, I happen to have to, uh, to break in and say something about Stan to the audience that's listening, is that not only have I heard from some of my listeners, which I found very surprising, Stan is an extremely approachable person. He's mm-hmm. by no means a mysterious guy hiding behind the shadows or hiding behind an agent <laughs> or some some mysterious person that speaks on his behalf a la Gene Huff or something like that. No, no, no. Yeah. no. Um, people have reached out to Stan that I know through the grapevine just on Facebook alone, and he has been very open to chatting with them. So. I have to give you props for that because, as you said, um, there are a lot of strange eggs out there, and we all know because we work in radio, that out of nowhere sometimes might pull a gripe with you or come after you or attack you. And, Stan, you've had some pretty heavy-duty stuff happen to you in the past year. Could you tell this audience what happens when people come forward so that they understand that there's a lot of courage involved and danger
3: Mm-hmm. Well, um, since I came, well, I've been trying to come forward ever since my experiences started. Because there's, there's really nowhere to go. You can't go to police when stuff like this happens. You can't go to the military. Um, yep. You know, I've been beat up. uh had my nose broke, my wrist broke. I was tased. Um, I was shot at last year, and just recently I was shot at. Um, there's a bullet hole still in my my windshield of my car, and that's just part of this. I mean, that's just. You know the black helicopter thing—that's real. Our house gets broken into all the time. Our phones are tapped all the time. You think they'd get sick of it, but for some reason they just keep doing it.
0: Well, Stan, when you say that uh, you were you were injured, um, you just listed off a whole bunch of stuff. Did they catch the people that did any of these things to you? Where did they happen? How did they happen? Give us some specific details.
3: Um, The first time um, anything major happened, I was living in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and if anybody knows anything about that, that's where NORAD is. That's where the Air Force Academy is. That's where a bunch of military installations are. Um, Four guys, military types, uh, uh, black, unmarked SUV. I was riding with my bike to work, actually, and they knew they had to have known right where I parked my bike um, behind the building where I worked at. They um, cut me off. They got out of the car. They told me to keep my mouth shut. Started talking about the ET stuff, and I said, "Look, man, I, you know, I'm just the messenger. I, you know, I didn't say anything to you. I don't know what your deal is, you know." And they started fighting with me, and um, you know, we scuffled around. They all got out and did their kung fu karate moves, and I kind of <laughs> held my own. And there were people driving by when this was happening. The police were called almost instantaneously. People were coming out of my work and watching this happen, and they're, you know, they were approaching these guys and had this huge bicycle chain that I kept with me to lock up my bike, and I hit one of them and knocked them on the ground, and I they tased me and took off, and by the time it was done, you know, cops were there or a whole bunch of people that witnessed it, and, you know, that's just part of this, it's part of the enigma.
0: Well, it is part of the enigma, but I guess my question is, I, I guess the answer is, is that I can answer the question, I guess.
5: Why, are they hara- <laughs> why were they
0: harassing you? And I guess the answer would probably have to be is because you've been so vocal and you've been so out, yep. out there. And, and, and I guess, you know, last year you were probably the most popular case in ufology. So yeah, that, in fact,
4: we were saying earlier on the show before you got on here, stand that your case is probably the most recognizable case of abduction or, or phenomenon that you're experiencing since the Travis Walton case. When uh, yeah. I mean, Ufology you you hasn't had a case that really had a, a buzz like your case since his case, and of course, it's got national press. Uh, it was all over the news. You know, he was missing for days. Uh, your case has gotten very similar press. You're, you've been on Larry okay. King. You've been, you know, all over yeah. the place. And uh, you're really just trying to tell your story, which is, again, what I was telling Jesse earlier that, uh, you know, I respect that because you're really just trying to tell your story. And, it you know, it, it doesn't really shock me that somebody would do the, something like what they did to you, you know, beat you up or, or fight with you or something like that. There's a lot of ignorant people out there who might be scared of the information you're trying to put forward. Exactly, um, yeah. So have, have you stepped up security-wise, uh, you know, yourself, uh, are you better protected nowadays, or what's going oh, on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean,
3: this has been, what people don't understand is this has been going on for years, this is yeah, nothing new for me, even before I got involved with, um, you know, the media and stuff, this has been going on for years, our phone's been tapped for years, though, you know, mm-hmm. being followed, that's been going on for years, and, you know, you just I just keep plugging away at it. And, you know, it's weird that I would be famous for something like this. I mean, how bizarre is that? Yeah, you
4: know, that's funny. Everybody who is in your shoes says the same thing. Uh, Travis said the same thing. Uh, You know, it's across the board. It seems like the least likely people uh, tend to have these, uh, you know, great experiences. Uh, which you know leaves the rest of us kind of like saying, "Chucks, why not? Why not us? You know, some of us would actually yeah. like to uh, to see some of these things." But uh, yeah, apparently, all we got to do is go to Denver. I mean, uh, we've. I mean, I've yeah. heard from Alejandro, and we got to go to see you, and uh, we will see something. Uh, now, That's you guys are say. working on. A, you, you're working on a documentary uh, right now with uh, your producer Jack Roth. Uh, before we get him on the line here, uh, yeah. t- tell us a little bit about the documentary, and we're going to uh, go ahead and get him in the conversation here.
3: Well, we've been working on trying to get this something out for a long time. There's been a lot of opposition. As soon as we get funding, somebody cuts the funding off. As soon as we get anywhere with it, people get threatened, get scared away. Um, things are changing, though. These guys are working really, really hard to get this out. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have, has, have, you know, expected me to have something already, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to do it because it costs money to do that. And these guys are really yep. working hard to get that taken care of. So
0: Well, you know, I had actually some advice at the time. I had an opinion when I after the 2020 special, like I said, I was disappointed in a lot of ways and I spoke to some cronies and they felt the same. They felt <laughs> as though your book was really what needed to be expressed in a lot of the things sure. in your book. So uh, some of your diehard fans that are, you know, listeners of mine and, and Jackal's. So I said to myself, you know what, these jerks over at 2020, Dateline, Peter Jennings special, you name it, I could go on and on. Every year they come out with a couple of these things. They're always disappointing. They never give them what we want. We give them the stuff on a silver platter, the researchers, they don't use it. But... You know, back in the late 1990s, when the Bob Lazar tape came out, when it first surfaced, this is the excerpts Mm -hmm. from the Government Bible video. Basically, we're talking about the most homemade tape you could make as far as production quality. There wasn't high definition back then. Um, It was just Bob and a chalkboard, and then Bob explaining what happened to him and his story, yet it was probably one of the most riveting couple of hours you could ever have sitting down watching something in ufology for God knows how long, since, uh, I don't know, possibly the, the Meyer stuff came out or alien autopsy, but this was fantastic. And to this day, I said to myself, you know, he did it right because obviously he had full control of what he was releasing what was being edited, what was being put in, taken out. And I said to myself, I really hope that Stan does something. If he's going to do it again, don't do it with the network. Do it with people that he can trust and that he'll have a lot more Mm -hmm. say in what gets in and what gets out. You know what I mean, Stan? Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that's what we're working on. You know, these guys at Trend Hall Media Group really are top-notch. Um, they're not real big because, I, you know, I've already been approached by the Hollywood types. I've already been approached by people who have, you know, you know offered me thousands and thousands of dollars. And, you know, to be honest, I, I can't do that. Conscious, Consciousness-wise, I can't do that. I can't sell out to um, Big Brother, so to speak, because I know they'd hack it apart. And, um, you know, I'd like to do a tape like that, but we have to make sure we have people that know what they're doing. To try to reach, my goal is to try to reach the people who kind of don't believe in this stuff or the people who are on the fence, not to people who already know, not to the choir. I'm trying to reach the people who, you know, who are a little uh, iffy as far as what they believe. Did you ever think,
0: Stan, you're a pretty personable guy. You're pretty, um, you're very, what I guess what I'm asking here is, did you ever think about just sitting down, just like we're sitting here right now, um, and cutting through the muck, and just making some your own videos with just a cam and explaining your story, rather than having to go and wait, and it, it just sounds like it's a lot of frustration.
3: I've I've done that, and it's gotten absolutely nowhere. If okay. you do that, it'll reach the people that, you know, already believe, but it won't reach the public. We've got to find a way to reach the mass media. I mean, not the media, but the masses. And right. the way to do that is, you know, the best way to do it, and, you know, I've we could do a mini series, or we could do, you know, this or we could do that, but honestly, a documentary feature film, go to every film festival you can and, you know, do it that way. I mean, look at Paranormal stuff. Parano- what is that movie out? Paranormal State or The Fourth uh, Kind.
4: Paranormal you know, Activity maybe. in The Fourth Kind, yeah. Yeah,
3: that's it, it Paranormal yep. Activity. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. how they started.
4: Yeah. Well, here, let, let, let's go ahead and get Jack on the line here. I know he's patiently waiting to uh, get on the conversation here with us, uh, so let me go ahead and call him in. Okay. He, he actually jumped the gun a little bit. He was trying to get in before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get him on air. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. I love this (laughs) uvu.
3: It is pretty cool. Come on, Jack. Answer, Jack. Probably getting something to drink.
4: Oh, boy. Well, I'm I'm sure he'll call in as soon as he's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You might have stepped out to the the little boy's room or something. (laughs) Yeah, this is a new platform here, this uh, People's TV Network, which we're broadcasting on. It's a really cool thing. It's a little bit more intimate than, you know, say radio or blog talk radio or something like that, Uh, because we get to see your face, you get to see our face, uh, the fans get to interact. In fact, we're going to be taking callers uh, in a little while here, so, you know, if anybody wants to call in, they'll be able to do that. The number live here is 646-652-2856. We're live with Stan Romanek. So anybody who wants to call in, dial that number, and uh, Stan will answer any questions you might have. Let's keep it clean. Uh, no death threats like, you know, we heard that you got on another show, please. That was uh, weird. That clean. was
3: really weird. Stan, what happened with that?
4: Yeah, what show was that on? Because I just heard um, about that.
3: That was on um, Open Minds Radio. Or oh, no, Minds. no way. Yeah, and it was on Open Minds Radio. I didn't actually hear anything on my end. I just heard this blah, blah, blah. And um, apparently everybody else heard it. And I don't know if it was through the radio station, if it was on uh, the other phone line. I all I heard was just something kind of through the receiver uh, from the other end. I didn't realize it was them telling me to keep my mouth shut. So are?
0: this is Alejandro's show. Got you. Yeah. Alejandro's yeah, show, yeah. A
3: bit. Yeah.
0: We got we to, got you know, I, your case there are so many abductee slash slash experiencers. I don't care what word you want to use for it these days. Um, there's so many of these people that I meet, but yet your story has sort of risen to the top of popularity. Why do you think that is?
3: Honestly... And, you know, this might sound kind of new age-ish and this might sound creepy, but I believe that they're using this, the guys up there, whoever they are. I think they're kind of sick of what's going down here. You know, I think they wanted to, you know, honestly, I believe they want to make contact. I think there's going to be contact soon. And I think they're just picking the people who are stubborn enough to go through with this. <laughs> and that's what they're doing.
0: Where are you getting we that get information from? To- the house. <laughs> hey Jack, how you doing tonight? Welcome, Jack. Good. How are you guys doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear Not you. Great. Welcome okay, to the great. show.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Stan, I You're
0: don't welcome. want to lose the. I don't want to lose the train of thought here for a second. Sure.
1: Why do you think that
0: contact is imminent? And because we've heard this from how many people in the past six months, Jackal? Well, I mean, from David Wilcox hmm. to. Uh, you name it. To Stephen Bassett who thinks you know disclosure is going to come in a press conference from Obama um, every six months <laughs> too. Um, so the exopolitics folks are always on the disclosure bandwagon. But where, do, sure. at what point did Stan Romanek uh, decide that um, that this was an eminent uh, situation?
3: Well, you know, I kind of knew about it. From the beginning, you know I can. I don't know if I got it from my experiences. I don't know where mm-hmm. I got it from. But um, you know everybody's waiting for the shoe to drop, and there's indications that are saying that something big is going to happen. Um, you know every country, pretty much, it's up to the United States has uh, opened their files, including the Vatican. You know the Vatican came out, Monsignor Bellucci sure. came out. The United States is the only one that hasn't. They're being pressured by everybody else. And I think honestly, really, I think it's being guided by higher higher forces. I really do. I think I mean, every TV show you watch is about aliens. Every cartoon my stepson watches is about aliens. Even the commercials have aliens on it. And I think there's a reason for this. I think they're getting us ready and it's going to happen soon. I just feel it.
4: Well, I, I hope you I hope you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. I hope you're uh, dead Let's on see. right there because uh, I think you know. And, and you know, to be honest with you, I think contact has been made already by the government. Uh, it they're trying to get the information out slowly. I believe in preparing us slowly. Well, uh, maybe. I I, I I really do believe that. I think there is uh, an agenda to prepare us slowly with stuff through the media, uh, just because of the what happened with the War of the world originally aired. You know, the panic yeah. that caused, and I mean, they're I'm trying to avoid any too. kind of mass hysteria.
3: I used to Go think ahead. that, too, but um, there really is no – if you look at the public opinion polls, and I follow those pretty closely, you'll see that now it's up to 80% of the people believe that there's stuff out there. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no reason to do that anymore. Really, I think what's well, going on is, like, the big oil companies. If these guys land and they have this free energy, then, you know, the oil oil companies are going to collapse. And I think, really, I think it's about money. I think it's about control. They don't want to lose control. That's really what I believe.
4: Oh, that's, that's definitely part of the, you know, the reason why it's taken so long. But the, uh, but the indoctrination,
3: fact that people are so,
4: indoctrination,
0: The indoctrination program that, that you're giving the government credit for, I think, is is unwarranted, too. These well, folks here, do not the have their exactly, act together at all. And, and the trust the thing exactly, me. Though.
4: Go ahead. Here's the thing, Jesse. Here's the thing. Uh, yes, sir. The fact that people are so willing to believe right now in today's day and age is because of the last thirty years of media that this subject has gotten. It's because of movies like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Close Encounters with Third Kind, uh, movies like Paranormal Activity. Uh, you know these movies that are based in ufology. Movies like ET. Uh, you know these movies that got us ready to understand that you know there's something more than just what we have here on planet Earth. And people have slowly started to accept it. It's the Star Wars and ETs of the world. Those movies are, that you know, pretty much got indoctrinated the world into believing. And where does that come from? From Hollywood. I think what does is, what is Hollywood I, yeah, do? Hollywood I mean, uh, is part of the government.
3: I think only it's, one I way think of it's at more it. than that, though. I think, it's, I think, honestly, I think the guys have serious... And honestly, I believe there's good and bad up there, just like there's good and bad here. But I believe oh, I agree. the guys at I agree up, that want to help up there are pushing the issue. I think they're trying to say, look, something's happening. You guys aren't going to, um, you know, evolve spiritually, physically, until you understand that you guys aren't the only ones out there. And they're not going to let us out past our own solar system because of nuclear weapons until oh, we I understand that, yeah. that we have responsibility that we have to take for ourselves, I mean, they're going to want us out there
0: to blow them up. Are you kidding? Yeah, I completely well, you know agree with that, Jack. Before we get on a tangent here, let's bring Jack into the conversation. Jack, <laughs> we, what you, if I don't know, were you listening to the show
1: before I you was. came I on? Actually, I was trying to, and I was having a, some problems with the the, the the live streaming on my computer, so that I it kept, uh, a- yeah, so that's been hard. That was hard for me to to keep up.
0: You know what? It's all—it's yeah, all, it's all about the budget, Jack, and we're having some budget <laughs> issues, and we had some cutbacks, and uh, unfortunately, you're—you're you're seeing the brunt of it right here and there. It's been—it's <laughs> been it with got—we well, got, we got uh, a guy in the back here that sort of just has to keep going like this with a wheel, and and he's yeah. got an air pump with his foot, and <laughs> once in a while, I got to slap him in the head, so I'm—I apologize, <laughs> gentlemen, but I can't That's tell you okay. that this is. Um, This is exciting having you both on, and what we were discussing was the disappointment that many of uh, my listeners at UFANOT Radio and and some of the shows that Jekyll has been doing as well uh, about the 2020 video last year that focused on Stan and, and what was missing and what we were hoping to see in this next production. So could you walk us through what you had in mind for Stan coming up and on how he's going to be portrayed I'm going to use the word correctly this time.
1: (laughs) Sure. Um, Yeah, and we've talked about that as well. When I first got involved uh, in this and and heard about Stan's story, um, you know, you mentioned 2020, and that's a perfect example. You you can't show one part of the evidence in this case, Uh, and, you know, in particular, some of the more uh, astonishing evidence and just show that as in, a, in and of itself and have people understand what it is uh, or you know, what, what it relates to, um, it's the body of evidence in this case that's so compelling. Uh, there's so much that has been documented that when viewers look at everything as a whole, then they're going to be able to decide and make their own decisions, but they're going to be doing it in a way that the, the evidence is going to be presented objectively, and it's going to pre- be presented as it is. Um, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that, uh, you know, for A, Stan has been through something profound. Uh, there's there's things going on with him that are definitely uh, have perplexed many of the PhDs that have been involved in this case for for, for years, um, but when you, and that's the problem with the TV shows, is that they'll show one thing, they'll sensationalize it, they'll make Stan look ridiculous, and then everybody goes, you know, walks away from that show thinking, oh, another hoax, or another, this is not, this can't be real. But mm-hmm. That's right. This,
5: this, that's exactly you know, right.
1: So that's why we wanted to get involved, and, I, you know, one of the things that's really driving us is, as producers, you know, and, and, and filmmakers, we want to document what has happened in his case from beginning up through the present in a very straightforward way, in a compelling way. Look, the evidence speaks for itself. And when you see everything together, all of it presented, I think people are going to leave theaters or they're going to leave their living rooms and they're going to be, you know what, something is going on here. This is an incredible case. And that's why it's important to get the message out. That's why. I saw that. I saw the 2020. I saw some of the other stuff, and I was disgusted. I was like, "Oh, Stan, you have got to avoid that. You know, try to avoid stuff like that." People don't know it's not Stan's fault. He, you know, he gets phone calls from people saying, "Look, we want to tell you know what we want you to tell about your case. We want to show the evidence." But TV, there is sure. the sensationalism, and there's certainly there there's a giggle factor associated with UFOs and aliens uh, with the major networks. So uh, you're not going to get the real well, story the from them. It is a setup. It's an Apple set
0: It's a setup for a reason. Uh, obviously, it's it's about character assassination, Jack. And I think that, mm-hmm. that that hack piece that they did was geared towards doing that to Stan. Now, um, the good news is is that what they couldn't take away from Stan, thank goodness, was that there were credible individuals, really quality messengers in the field. These are very respected individuals. In the conservative side of ufology, I'm not talking about, um, some. I I, I don't even want to say names because I don't like to do that, but you guys know who I'm talking about. I'll say one name. I'm not talking about the Steve Greers and stuff. I'm talking about MUFON-related technical Mm -hmm. experts that are backing this gentleman. So they couldn't take that away from him. Um, Jack, how did you get involved with Stan, and what was it like when you finally realized that not only was there something very strange going on here, but that it was, or do you believe, that it is actually an extraterrestrial situation going on with Stan's world?
1: Well, I uh, met a couple of the lead investigators involved in this case last spring, uh, and we got to know them pretty well, uh, and they were kind enough to show us some of the evidence, and they uh, also turned me on to Stan's book. But as, as, as lead investigators on the case who have been, uh involved on a first hand basis, I could see in them a sincerity uh and a seriousness about the way they approached the case and about the fact that it was, this was indeed something that was real and it was going on. Um, since then, uh you know, we've we've learned a lot more obviously, we've met Stan and his family, we've met other people involved in the case. You know, we've already talked to several PhDs involved in, and you will see them in the documentary uh, that are going to, you know, corroborate the evidence and, and in a very scientific, uh, way, uh, and, and a very analytical way. So, um, and I think that's, that's what is going to really, uh, get people to start thinking about, you know what, it's not just this guy saying this, it, there's a lot of serious PhDs out there, uh, serious men and women of science who are corroborating this. But I, this, <laughs> one of the, what, certain things have also happened to us. Uh, since we've gotten involved in this case. Uh, And that will also be (laughs) uh, put into the documentary. I think that's going to be the documentary within the documentary is going to be what happens to people associated who get involved in this in one way or the other. But I will say this, as filmmakers, our biggest challenge, we will be objective, whether we believe in UFOs or not, whether we've had things happen to us or not. We need to just present things as they are. And like I said, let the evidence speak for itself. Um, and I, I think our goal is to make sure that we create something that is lasting and it's a, a, a piece of work that people can watch and that people can watch forever, not just now but 10 years from now, 50 years from now. And maybe by then contact will have been made. You know, we don't know that. Jack,
0: Jack let me ask you this. Pretend Stan's not on the line right now, Okay. Okay. In fact, the way that the technology is <laughs> you going, go. he might mind. not even be on the line. No, he's there. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess what I want to know from you is, could you name a couple of key pieces of evidence or cite some specific pieces of data or items in Stan's case that when you got exposed to it, it just hits you like a ton of bricks? What's the stuff that was really missing? And, you know, I know Stan can go through it, and I want to ask Stan some more questions specifically. But for you, for the outsider who then
1: delved into this project, you've been working on this project for how long now? Well, I I first heard about Stan last spring, uh, but it's only been the last couple of months or so that we've really become involved with Stan and trying to get something going with the documentary.
0: So what's the most impressive thing to you? About Stan's case.
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so much. And I, I don't want to also give too much away. And not that that's our goal is to kind of keep things from people, but it's very important that we show everything as a whole. But, you know, I will say that there are some, a couple of photographs. I'm a photographer. Uh, I did a lot of freelance photography in the past. And I saw a couple of photographs that were taken that absolutely blew my mind. Uh, there's also been video that has been taken uh, that has, You know, people have seen this. It's it's video of UFOs, uh, of these objects in the air. It's not just Stan taking the video, it's him with three dozen people in a park. All of these people are seeing the video. So you have dozens of eyewitnesses seeing this disc following Stan in the sky. yeah, it goes on and on. Uh, you know, again, there's some phone calls uh, involved in this as well. Uh, that Stan told us that, you know, if, if we get involved in this, weird things might happen, and they already have. So uh, uh, if, have... if you look at the – you're looking at, at various things here that are that are pretty profound.
3: Okay, I can um, name one of them that Jack please. really kind of flipped out about, and I'm not okay. giving away anything. I'm just kind of uh, putting it in their minds, uh, the little girl.
5: Yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, that, that yeah, the that's like girl. a little that's a teaser for us Stan.
3: Absolutely because <laughs> honestly it'll blow your mind. It will blow your mind. I mean, uh, yeah. really, it'll it blow your mind.
5: Have you, guys seen
3: the, uh,
0: <laughs> have you guys seen the Mona Lisa um, moon uh, video last week that we analyzed on this program?
3: No. Huh? No. Okay,
0: I just wanted to see well, if, the, if, the, if that
4: blew you we, we don't have time for that, but we have a caller on queue who wants to ask uh, Stan and Jack a question here. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the caller real quick. Caller, the Voice of reason, uh, Jackal. There you go. There you go. You're on the line with Stan Romanek, Jesse Randolph, Jack Roth, and myself. Welcome to the show, Watchers Radio. Hi,
3: this Guy is Walsh. Solomania.
4: Hey, so Ooh. how you doing, there? Nemia?
3: I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing?
4: Doing good. It's Dan well, Romanek it, it, here.
3: Yeah, it's good to it's good to talk to you. I, I had a, a couple questions if you don't mind.
0: Sure, by all means.
3: All right, uh, my, my first question is, were, were you studying ufology before you had this this sighting? Did you even know what you were about to, to witness when you were videotaping this? You know, it's funny, and there's an ongoing joke with my friends. I had a friend that kind of was into it, and I thought he was just screwy. Uh, honestly, I made fun of him, and I made fun of people who believed in ghosts and UFOs, and you know what? Um, payback's a bitch, honestly, because, look, now I'm the poster child for weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you know what is i guess you're right your, what is, is going to be your smoking gun if you will um what, what's going to set your story apart from everybody else's story out there what, what's your smoking gun the volume of witnesses the the evidence the scientific data you know One man's smoking gun is another man's, you know, they're going to blow it off. Uh, You know, there are people that are not going to believe, even if you had an ET and walked them right up to the person, they'll say, oh, it's just some small guy in a suit. Right. (laughs) What's smoking gun? There's already been smoking guns. There's so much evidence that this is real. And people say, well, you know, I'm not going to believe it until they land in the White House lawn." They've already tried that. I mean, there's evidence that they've already tried that. (laughs)
4: Yep. Yeah. All right, so you got any more questions for uh, Stan over here sir, or You know, what
3: that, was, that was the only two questions I had, and I really thank him for for taking my call and for answering my questions. I really appreciate
2: it, Stan. It was nice to talk to you. Thank you.
5: Thanks, all. All right, you, right. Guys, hey, you, guys,
2: Stan. you guys take care. Oh, you take too. You, Thanks for bye calling bye. in. Welcome, come check out Future Theater Radio, hosted by the wonderful Bill and Nancy Burns. If the name sounds familiar, that's because Bill Burns was the host of UFO Hunters on the History Channel, and Nancy Burns runs UFO Magazine at ufomag.com. They started up a new show produced by Land Fear called Future Theater. It started about a month and a half ago, and i got to say, they are doing some amazing shows there. Fantastic interviews and just great information that they are getting out to the people. Their shows air live every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can tune in by going to futuretheater.com. All their past shows are there in the archives, so you got some catching up to do. Future Theater Radio is going to be the next big thing in paranormal and UFO radio. Don't miss out on this great opportunity to be with them from the start. I'm Jamie Havikin for Future Theater Radio. Take care and keep your eyes on the sky. This is Dr. David Lewis Anderson. You are listening to Sky Watchers Radio TV. Is the world coming to an end in 2012? Have aliens visited the Earth? Do ghosts haunt the living? Is time travel possible? Is there a government conspiracy to keep the dark truth hidden? Former Yahoo executive and lifelong student of the secret and suppressed Jesse Randolph asks the tough questions to bridge the gap between corporate America and new science. There are astronauts, and then there are UFOnauts. Join Jesse Randolph in the truth journey, Saturday night, 9 to 10 on KPAM 860.
6: Hello, remember to check out our Paranormal Radio Network, ParanormalSoup.com. Click the globe, it'll bring you right into our site. You can sign up, join up, get your own profile, and do with it as you like. It's a social network with a radio network at its core. It's the first of its kind, people has some of the best ufology and paranormal and entertainment radio shows out there. ParanormalSoupNetwork.com. Be a part of this great evolution of social and radio networking. Don't miss out. Go sign up right now. ParanormalSoupNetwork.com.
2: Don't forget to check out the Wrecking Game Gang Radio Show, a.k.a. Starship Smelling Prize, with your host, Captain Smell, so good, and international co-host, Cyanide. Only on a paranormal suit.
0: Stan, uh, have you been contacted by other experiencers? Are you getting hundreds of emails a week from people who have also been abductees slash contactees? And if so... Are you getting more of the "I'm an abductee," or are you getting more of the "I'm a contactee"? Because there's a specific difference, and I'm sure you yep. know the difference.
3: Honestly, so, uh, I'm, uh, to be honest, yes, I'm getting both, and I have experienced both. There are times there are a couple things where I've been abducted, and a couple times where I've been contacted. I mean, that's part of the enigma. Um, you know, I've talked to everybody from um, uh, you know. For instance, I had a three-star general come up to me and my wife at a conference crying because he had experiences and he went through the normal channels he could not they kept shutting him out. He came to me and my wife um, asking us, begging us to explain what was going on with him. You know, there are doctors, there are lawyers, there are three-star generals, there are, you know, congressmen, you know, all walks of life having experiences. This is a real thing, folks. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I, I, how much... I mean, what kind of volume are we talking about here? Uh, I mean, for instance, uh, the streamers get thousands of emails all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. they're inundated. Um, yep. Have you yep. talked? Have you yep. ever talked to Whitley?
3: Yes, I have. I've, I, I know Whitley. I've been on his show a few times. Uh, know his wife. Uh, he's on my Facebook. Um, I talk to a lot of people when I can on my Facebook. Now, I don't like to text a lot because I'm severely dyslexic and I smell spell like. <laughs> I spell terribly. I can't spell with a darn. So, um, yeah, when I meet people, I tr- sometimes meet people in person and try to help them as much as I can.
0: Right, right. And I would think that you've probably taken a good look at Wheatley with these books and writings because you must have felt like you could identify with some of the terrible things that he's gone through and talk shows that he's been on where he's been ridiculed. He's a very angry guy about how he's been treated as far as his credibility and the character assassination that's been done to him because he's a writer.
3: I feel, you know, honestly, I feel his pain, but I also know it's part of the beast. There are people that are afraid of this. This, this, um, you know, honestly, this scares even the government. This scares whoever the government is, and I can go into a whole other story about that. But um, this this um, intimidates a lot of people, and my case intimidates a lot of people. And I can tell you the cases that are the, the top cases in the world are going to get ridiculed the most. I understand that. I just keep plugging away. I, you no, know, I'm not here to try to convince anybody of anything. I'm just telling my story and planting a seed, and that's all I'm supposed to do, and that's all I'm going to do. Don't kill the messenger.
4: Don't kill Stan Romanek, the messenger, folks. <laughs> <laughs> voice, guys. Voice of check reason. This check this out, guys. Uh, just let you guys know, it's almost uh, the hours almost up. Uh, we're actually going to continue on. We're still on BTR streaming live. On um, there, we're also we're simulcasting the shows on BTR and PTN. Uh, In fact, as soon as the PTN segment is over, uh, the resolution is going to get a lot better, and we're going to be recording the rest of the conversation so we can play it tomorrow the video of it over on PTN, so we continue over there. Uh, with this, this a lot more questions that I personally have for you, Stan, uh, sure. one of which, which I'm going to ask you right before we get to the end of the hour here, is how did you pick the Boo video, as it's been dubbed now, the Boo video, uh, as to be the video that you were going to come forward with to show as your main video or your first video? Because I know you have a lot of other evidence that you could have come forward with.
3: I, th- I really didn't pick that. Um, there is a movement here, or something called the Denver Extraterrestrial Initiative. Uh, okay. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Jeff Peckman who um, has been in. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's been in um, politics for quite some time, and one of the people that was working on my case, one of the researchers, was uh, a city councilman, I guess. And um, he came to one of my talks. Now, four I have some some of my presentations are four hours long, and he was absolutely totally blown away. I mean it literally changed his paradigm. And he wondered why this information wasn't down. We tried to explain to him, look, we've tried. Everybody's tried over these many, many years and they always keep, you know, disinformation. You know, there's these different information people out there and you know all this stuff. And so what he did was he said, Well we can't go through the government. We gotta do it from the ground up. We've got to do this grassroots thing. And he actually got all the petitions. He got this on the ballot. The the voters of Denver are going to vote to have an ET initiative, um, you Mm -hmm. know, that has laws on what to do with this information. And um, I said, they came forward, they came to me, and they said, look, you have some pretty amazing evidence. Let's just pick one thing. And I picked something that, to me, was kind of mediocre. It's like, we'll see what this does. And it just went crazy. And honestly, that's what happened.
4: And I've seen a couple other clips that you have on your website, and to me, the clips that I saw, uh, it almost had a, a feel like it was a haunting or more than an alien experience. Uh, there's some stuff, stuff moving around in the house, which, I mean, I, I, I lived in a house with, with stuff like that happened when I was a child and it freaked me out because it was kind of the same stuff that was going on in my house. So now I wonder, could I have been experiencing alien abductions where we thought we might have had a ghost in the house when I was, you know, a kid. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that before we go off the air here and uh, continue on, on, on BTR.
3: Honestly, they seem to be related, and that's another part, that's another thing, the enigma of being an experiencer, they call it high strangeness. Anything and everything paranormal will start happening to that person. My house, wherever I go, and it follows us everywhere, is probably the most haunted place in the world. Jack, uh, some of the people involved with doing the documentary are ghost hunters, and, you know, they they work with um, uh, battlefield uh, hauntings and stuff like that, and they'll tell you the same thing. That's what makes, you know, these cases so bizarre. Something to do with the zero-point field or something, I don't. I, I have no idea, but that's just the way it is.
5: Yeah, it's, a
4: it's, a, it's, it's an odd connection. It really, really is strange. Uh, you know, when I first saw that video, in fact, you were on Alejandro's show, I believe. I called yeah. in one time, and I said, and I, I told you, this really looks like a haunting to me. Uh, have you guys had uh, any EVP work done at all at, on the, uh, on yeah. the house? Uh,
3: Man, you should, see, you should see the stuff that we have. I'm telling you, we've got EVPs. we got everything. I mean, we have some of the top um, uh, paranormal researchers at our house, and they all get blown away. One group um, came from Europe, uh, some of them, and they had never seen a UFO, and they were having all kinds of um, ghostly activity going on in the house. And we went outside in the morning to um, drink some coffee out on the deck, and they were talking about never seeing a UFO, and then suddenly a fleet, literally V formation of about five, or, five to seven UFOs slowly flew over the house, and they all saw it. I mean, they, they did um, witness reports. It totally freaked them out, and that's just the way my case is. I don't know why. I don't know what makes me so different. That's just <laughs> the way it is.
0: Well, you know, Stan, yeah, what's really interesting to me is that, uh, you know, a lot of these experiences that happen to you, they don't tend to really have a point to them. Um, And a lot of these contactees have the same issue. You know, you'll have folks like Sheldon Nidal come on my program, from the the Ambassador to the Galactic Federation of Light to the Syrian alien group from the Sirius Star System. And he has (laughs) very, you know, here's a guy who will sit here and talk to you about, you know, What's going on there? What's going on, on their planet? You know, real detailed stuff. Um, but with most of the contactees, it's these very surreal, strange
3: experiences that don't even see maybe they're trying to figure out how we think. Honestly, I more than more than most, I think I, I feel like I live in a petri dish. To be honest with you, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just one giant experiment. Yeah, that's
4: kind yeah,
3: of how but, I feel but,
4: about the whole thing myself.
0: Yeah, Maybe uh, well, what you the
3: know what the planet I, I, Earth is. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, obviously. I, I, I think, especially nowadays, we got to feel, even mainstream folks are st- starting to feel the heat that we live in the matrix uh, because they all think they had to figure it figured out and now all of a sudden, uh, most of most of my colleagues are realizing they're, they're going to have to work to they're 90 years old and uh, yeah. nothing that they thought was real is real anymore and Apparently the gentleman... Apparently,
3: I took the blue pill.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you did, Stan. You know,
3: and the that's the pill. thing.
2: Damn it.
0: You know, just like Meyer, whether you believe in Billy Meyer or not, it was always this question, why Billy? Um, yeah. and then some people say, well, why not? You know. And so why Stan? And I've asked you that question before. I mean, I don't expect I you to have you. the answer. I know.
3: And you know, people come up to me especially with the ET in the window and they they always use this argument. It's so irritating. It's like, well, they come uh, thousands of light years to visit you. Why are they looking in your window? How the heck should I know? I don't know. I mean, this happens all the time. You talk to abductees, right. They will tell you the same thing. Yeah. They've seen things looking in their window. Nobody knows. I mean, why. is your Maybe wife a,
0: is, well? I mean, is your wife a really good cook or something? Was it was it the oh, smell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I,
4: you, know, that,
3: yeah, you know, she's an incredible cook. That would be really
4: one hell of a, <laughs> hell of a funny thing if these aliens traveled all the way over here and they turned out to be perverted aliens and just here to sneak a peek. <laughs>
5: yeah. j-
4: the peeping toms, what? I think they were just hungry. Yeah,
3: could if well, I can just chime in real website. quick. Mm-hmm. I- go ahead Jack.
1: No, I was just going to say, you know, why Stan, why you know all these other people, Billy yes. Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, there may very well be, and, and there's evidence to point to this, and again we're going to present it as it is in, in this case. Uh, there might be a genetic reason for it, uh, and I think that could be a big part of, of, of not only Stan's case, but the whole alien abduction phenomena as a whole. Um, and, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna take a look at that. And in, in the documentary, what you'll see, and we've already talked about this with Stan, you know, the haunting part of it, the fact that his house happens to be very haunted is, is a very interesting thing. And we're gonna be bringing in, uh, quantum physicists and other people to talk about the connection between UFO phenomena and ghostly phenomena. And, and they will talk about things such as the zero point field, uh, and interdimensional travel. Uh, and things like that so um, it, there's a lot of elements to this uh, this case and others that are you know that have a profound impact on on us as human beings so it, it's interesting that you say why stand well there might be a reason why I stand
0: well it's just that if there was a reason it, it sometimes it, I find it perplexing that there isn't this re- Leveled contact where they're actually you know, I mean obviously we are an intelligent beings so we can have a civil conversation So you would think that you know if a group of extraterrestrials or a few different groups were contacting Stan That they'd or Whitley or, or some of the other experiencers that they'd want to have more of an actual real conversation where you you got somewhere, but what is getting somewhere so um, that's the question and I think it becomes incredibly frustrating. It must be frustrating for you sometimes, Stan, because you'll have these things happen to you, and, you know, rhyme or reason has got to come in your mind as far as, like, what just happened, and what was the point of that?
3: You know, and there's there's stuff in my case even now that's like, oh, come on, I, I don't even believe it, but, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, there has been dialogue. You know, there has been... Honestly, they're are you know when you experience this th- these things firsthand, you you are very humbled by 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 the experience because they are so much more advanced than we are. I mean, they don't think like we do. They can think. We think linearly. We talk linearly. These things can sure. communicate large volumes of information in just a thought. Come on, you know, there's, if they wanted to destroy us, they would have done so a long time ago. And it's very so
0: if they wanted to speak English with you and have a civil conversation uh, about why they're coming to talk to Stan Romanek uh, what their purpose is they could probably do that too so that's why I well, think sometimes true, yeah. it could be extremely confusing and frustrating especially for folks like I said I had the director from Michigan Mufon on um, a couple of nights ago the man has been a contactee for over 20 years uh... just the obstacle course that he would set up in his bedroom when he was a child in his teenage years to try to tip him off when they entered the room was incredibly uh... impressive i'd never heard that before but at the end of a two-hour conversation both him and i were still incredibly perplexed as to why or what even was the purpose for these constant contacts like you like him like so many others but there are some people where it becomes a little bit more clear and there's some clarity as far as if you talk to a David Jacobs and you talk about hybridization programs and sperm and egg being taken from abductees, this makes sense to me. Breeding programs, testing, genetic testing, uh, socialization testing. Um, But with your case, I haven't been able to really see what the theme here is on what they're trying to either turn you into or turn you on to. You know what I mean?
3: I can, I can tell you that there has been dialogue. I can tell you that they've told me things. Um, okay. I haven't really said much because I can't really say much and have it make sense. That's why Jack is involved because they're going to put the pieces together and tell the whole story because without the whole story, everybody would be lost. I can tell you that right now, the human race is at a crossroads. And we can either self-destruct, or we can be become enlightened. And I believe that the good guys up there are really fighting for us um, to help us understand that there is a different approach to what's going on. We don't have to destroy the planet. We don't have to, you know. Uh, hate each other because we're all connected. Everything in this universe is connected. And if I hadn't gotten anything else out of this, that's the one thing that I've gotten out of all my experiences that they keep telling me over and over. We are all connected. Everything. Everything is all connected. Everything is part of this oneness. And we have to, we have to start treating ourselves that way. We have to start respecting ourselves and respecting what's out there that way.
0: And that's a, that's a theme that's been shed through contactees for years now. So it's mm-hmm. it's obviously not the constant. That's the message. If there is a message, every time I've asked a contactee, I guess the frustration with that part is that and I've told people this, and me and Jackal don't agree on anything. Yeah. I, I think sometimes, but um, that's what makes good radio. But. I'll give you for instance, Stan. You know, back in the 1800s, or Jack, um, if we were frustrated about a certain situation and we got enough people involved, we could actually go down and physically make a difference. Um, It's very different today. Technology has made it so that in a free country, although we feel like we're free, we're not really all that free. So changing things, altering the course of... Whether you believe we're on a course for disaster or whatnot. I'll give you, for instance, the other night the president got up and did a State of the Union address and a lot of, uh, a lot of people thought it was, it was pretty disappointing. Um, I, I was one of them Mm -hmm. who voted for change and then got a person who was coming up with ideas on the fly, uh, sort of backpedaling, uh, for instance, well, we're going to make the banks give people small business loans now. Well, why didn't they tell the banks to do that when they gave them the money in the first place? And a hundred other things that the Senate will probably never pass. But what happens, what, three days later, all of a sudden, slam, there's the evil villain in Iran. He's popped up again. And now the story has shifted. And now it's back to the comfort story that everyone can rally behind, which is, let's go bomb somebody, let's go kill somebody, let's start another war. We know how to do that one real good. Um, But for the average person making an actual change in policy or the direction of what we're doing as a nation or as a species, because of technology, like I said, if I got 20,000 people and I brought them down to Area 51... Even though we pay for that installation, do you think we could ever gain access to it? 20,000, yeah, 30,000? No. no, we no. couldn't. We couldn't. No. So it's very, it's very, it's very difficult for a lot of my listeners to know what to do, how to channel their frustrations and their wanting to replace these people who obviously, I mean, sure, everyone was uh, getting up and doing a standing O for Obama. They're all millionaires in that room. They don't know yeah. what's going on. They don't care. You know, yeah. th- their job is like he said; it's to get reelected. At least he had the the, the nerve to admit that. But um, do do you, do you do you see what I'm talking about? As far as I people do, don't know where I to do. channel their frustration.
3: You know, and I have this to tell them. You know, I keep plugging away, despite the idiots that that will you know that are mean to me, despite the guys that. Will say that I'm faking it all despite, you know, who who would fake this for that many Who would want to be, um, you know, famous for this kind of stuff? Look, the nut guy that um, sees UFOs, woohoo! I really want that kind of um, right. popularity. Well, I'm
0: sure your children are really digging that at school, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. let me tell you.
3: Well, you know,
5: <laughs> it's if, interesting.
0: If wasn't hard enough, you know. Let's yeah. add this to the mix.
5: Dad's an all abductee, guys
3: exactly all our friends come over to experience stuff so now we're the cool family but
0: oh
2: um, yeah can I sleep at can I sleep at uh, I don't want to use your son's name but uh, can I sleep at Bobby's tonight oh yeah, yeah why do you want to keep sleeping over there oh it's just a lot of fun <laughs>
3: Yeah, we get to see stuff Midnight in the context. sky yeah. Uh, But you know what? One of the things I know for sure is that you just keep plugging away. It'll happen. I mean, don't give up hope. Just you have to barrel through this and eventually it'll change. And honestly, Uh, The society as a whole is broken. You can't, beyond repair, it has to be replaced. And it's going to be replaced soon. That's the change I'm talking about. You know, it might be kind of devastating for a few people, but you know, it has to be replaced. You have to just pull the old out and put something new in to replace it. That's just the way it is. It's too broken.
0: Well, honestly, guys like you, whether or not you happen to be this, and Jack brought it up, this genetic sort of
2: wormhole conductor, slash <laughs> vortex, slash stargate of a humanoid. Oh, great. Do you like this? Do you like this stuff, Jack? Yeah, Jack, <laughs> that's great. Jack, if you use any of this, I want to be paid. All right. Use any of that. I like okay, that. But
5: mm-hmm.
2: what I'm, what I'm trying to get out of here is that
0: if you're one of these people. Um, my point to my audience this year has been forget the government. They want you to perish, not prosper. Okay? Yep. Uh, is that a popular thing to say? No. Is it true? Well, I, true. Believe it is. I, Abs- I believe it is. I think it's 100% true. Okay? I believe they is there just a, want
3: to control us.
0: That's right. Is there a population problem? Absolutely. Is there a middle class anymore? No. It's gone. Right? There's rich and poor okay um, so I guess the point is is that to my audience I've been saying forget them forget disclosure forget it we have to try to seek out the assistance of the beings that we know to exist and you in my opinion it would be very interesting to have people utilize you if you are this sort of humanoid stargate slash vortex slash whatever else I used um, thank you thank you voice of reason um, and utilize you in a experimental way if you're open to it you know what what would it be like to take you to one of this the the Stephen Greer outings and and try to funnel energies through you what would it be like to take you up to the Gilliland ranch and see what happens you might be, as Jack put it, this genetic conductor. Have
2: you thought about that?
3: Oh, yeah. I, you know, and I know them both. You know, God bless Stephen Greer. He's doing a wonderful job. I've been Yeah. There. Uh, yeah. One of his things, and I didn't see Jack squat. You know, I'm okay. Let's talk about that
0: for a second. The, which one did you go to? I, I, I haven't had anybody locally. on that's actually been to one.
3: One locally, and they they meditate and stuff. And I've actually I need to learn to do that because I hear that really seems to work. I don't know how to meditate,
5: unfortunately.
3: <laughs> but they right. meditate. They have lasers <laughs> and stuff, and they'll say, "Oh, look, there's one." And I'm looking. I really didn't see anything, and you know, and apparently he really does. I mean, the guy is doing. Uh, he's doing a heck of a job. Gilliland, now, he's a whole different kettle of fish. I mean, I know the guy. Um, he, We both play Native American flutes, oddly enough, so we have that kind of connection there. Um, but he really does have stuff happen at that ranch that is unexplainable. I mean, he really does have UFOs yep. that fly around out there. I mean, it's, it really, I mean, all the time. I mean, this stuff really is there. So I know
0: um, I I don't live that far from him. I was hoping to get up during the summer, um, and and he's also a very nice person too. Uh, oh yeah, he's
3: great. I love him.
0: And and Greer is a he's he's a bit of an edgy character. You know, he he's he's very argumentative and he's incredibly defensive individual. Um, he's hard he's a to big kind guy. of. Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah, he's a big yeah. guy. He's a very he's a
1: bodybuilder, right?
3: Yeah, um, he could. Crush my beak in I, I, think,
1: <laughs> I, I think you Go become ahead, defensive I, I think you become defensive after a time uh, because you get so much flack <laughs> and that's one of the things that i, I respect about Stan's been going on almost a decade now and he, he tends to keep a stiff upper lip about stuff I mean he, he's he's really like you said earlier in the show he's easily approachable he doesn't come across as yes. like that you know that William Cooper type of you know just you know, intense energy is going to tear your head off, (laughs) you know, because of everything he's been through. Uh, You don't get that with with Stan. But you know, if I might just comment on what you guys have just pointed out, I think that, I think you're so right about us being manipulated by the powers that be, and we can get into the powers that be and talk about that for, you know, six days straight. Who are Mm -hmm. the powers that be? But I think the important thing is that's why you guys have to do this show. That's why we have to do this documentary. That's why Stan has to have the courage to go through what he's been going through and come forward and continue to come forward with this. It's, it's gonna be up to us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think it's something, what's gonna happen is it's gonna, we're gonna reach a critical mass Mm -hmm. at a certain point in time where, where the people, the real people on this planet are gonna be like, enough is enough. Uh, but you have to get it out there. You have to get, the, you got to get people motivated. You got to get the, it's got to almost be like a grassroots effort. And that's why what you guys do, what we're trying to do, and what Stan has courageously been doing for almost a decade now is so important.
3: And that's what it is. It's the, it's the, it's the, um, you know, the critical mass that the guys upstairs are waiting for, too. Yeah. And honestly, um, you know, I keep a stiff upper lip because, really, from my heart, I want to help everybody. I'm supposed to help everybody. I'm supposed to help the guys that beat me up. I'm supposed to help, um, you know, the the undercover agents that follow us, and you know, the the government black ops groups. This is this message is for everybody. I can't stop this message from getting out to them. Um, Just like I can't stop it from getting out to my next-door neighbor because this involves everybody. We are all connected. Every single one of us are connected. Everyone.
4: Jack, real quick, uh, what other work have you done in the past, uh, documentary-wise or film-wise, that led you up to this?
1: Well, actually, my background is I'm a writer by trade. Uh, and we've done, uh, and my uh, um, Ms. Patrick, Patrick's one of the principals involved in this. As Stan had mentioned earlier, um, we have been uh, doing in paranormal investigations for about fifteen years, wow. and so that's our. We, we've done so many, mostly ghosts, battlefields, things like that. And I always was interested in UFOs, but until I got involved in this case, I was never like completely compelled to really get involved. Um, so our backgrounds uh, collective backgrounds at Hall Media Group is writing marketing uh we've done about 3 or 4 demos with some production companies uh, uh for TV pilots uh we put together uh a couple of demos and 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 TV pilots for different networks HGTV uh we've been on TV doing uh, not you know in front of the camera as well actually doing investigations uh, but our role in this is different. Our role in this is to be the filmmaker, document everything. Uh, and even though we have paranormal investigative experience, we're bringing in another investigative team to actually go into Stan's house and check out the hauntings that are occurring there. Mm. And we're bringing in some uh, parapsychologists, pretty world-renowned parapsychologists, that are going to uh, analyze uh, what we find during those investigations. What about um,
0: biological? Like, uh, for instance, where we're going with this, I'm on this whole kick as uh, Stan being this sort of uh, lightning rod. Um, (laughs) What about, for instance, they did a lot of testing, if you guys remember, on uh, Lance Armstrong, and they found that uh, there were some genetic, biological things about his physique that made him... That's right better and stronger. I, I don't know what it was. I think it had to do with his heart. But um, are, right, are you guys pursuing? Was, do
1: you made him such a great biker. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, we are pursuing, uh, part of the plan is to do DNA testing, uh, to do x-rays. Uh, I know Stan's had some of this done before and some of it is, it's again part of that tangible evidence that's been already evaluated. But we want to continue on that path. Uh, blood work, uh, we're going to do a complete uh, uh workup on stan's blood uh, we want to just know and, and not in an, in an invasive way we're not going to make him a, like a laboratory animal or anything like that it all very very done very <laughs> tastefully uh but you know and this is but it's important you know dna and a- anything that we find we uh-huh. are going to corroborate with other cases and other Things that have happened in the past. Uh, Very few people know this, but a couple years ago, Harvard scientists actually came out and said that we have alien DNA. (laughs) And uh, there's something about our DNA that's not right. There's something alien about it. This actually is true. And it was so buried... By the mainstream media, that you would have thought that they were saying that, you know, Jesus Christ never existed. I mean, it was, it was just so buried and so yeah. just put away. Yeah. But these things, you know, and they have other alien abductee, alien contact experiences where DNA, uh, their DNA is altered, or again, they have a certain blood type. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do this, and again, you know, in, in a very, uh, as unavasively as we can with Stan, uh, because we want to. We want to show everything, we want it you know, if this is, obviously, Stan's been changed as a person, uh, but he has he been changed biologically? Has he been changed, you know, physically? Uh, yeah, is, you he know he the, uh,
0: is he one of the is he heroes' change. characters now, you know? Um, Stan, Stan, get ready for that body cavity search, you know. Um, no, but seriously, uh, yeah, exactly. What about probes um, as far as implants, Stan? Uh, are you aware of any? Or? Oh, yeah,
3: um, and this is part of the evidence. I, I have so much trace evidence, so much physical evidence, um, you know, uh, stuff on nightgowns that are, you know, that they still can't identify. I have um, x-rays, MRIs, um, I have an implant in my hip, I have still one by my spine, one in my wrist. Um, one that was sent off to Cal Berkeley that they flipped out about that was taken out of my hip. Um, I have so much stuff, and honestly, nobody nobody will be able to make sense of it. They're going to have to wait for the documentary or, you know, get my book because my book has a lot of stuff in it, and, you know, they might help them that way, too. I don't know.
0: What about your, let's get back to your implants. Have you talked to Dr. Lear at all?
3: Um, Yeah, I've talked to him. (laughs) You know, one of the things that I've I've tried to do, I don't want to really go to the people that already believe in this stuff. We're trying to go to the real scientists, not saying that the people that are involved in UFOs aren't real scientists, but when you can go to somebody like Harvard or Cal Berkeley or Princeton or, you know, go to the top universities and blow their doors off. Then you have something to talk about. But if you go to a guy that already believes in UFOs and he says, "Oh, you have this," then you know what's the point?
5: So
0: you're looking to get these implants extracted at some point, but you want to try to do it by somebody who's more neutral, correct?
3: I've already had um, some of the implants, you know, um, taken out. I I don't want to go under surgery. (laughs) Heck, no. Well, what's
4: what what was the findings from the implants you had removed? What was the study?
3: Um, it was technology we don't have, and it was um, some kind of biological nanotechnology that we just don't have. Huh? You
2: know, I've, I've heard Where of was the, Where was this for? For implants. When was this taken
0: out? Where were they taken out? And give oh, us this, a few give years, us the specs. It was like
3: two thousand three, something like that. Um, <clears> and I have all the scientific. I have all the documents for it. I just you know there's so much involved in my case really that's just one small part did you guys be really,
4: the uh, the uh, surgery itself?
3: um no I didn't because a doctor wouldn't let me take anything in there so it's like no no interesting but you know I've got the report and I've got all the other stuff I also had an experience where whoever the guys up there were um, fixed a torn ligament in my knee, and I was supposed to go into surgery, and suddenly I went on a little trip, came back, and I had to explain to the doctor why I didn't need surgery, and we re- recorded the whole conversation, and that would be in the documentary.
5: Interesting.
0: And when is this documentary yeah. coming out? When are we going to get this, Jack?
1: Uh, I would, I mean, we're in pre-production right now, so I would say probably eight months to a year, and I say that not to be uh, elusive, but it, it takes time. We have to go through... Uh, and an enormous, enormous amount of evidence uh, and spend a great deal of time with Stan so we can actually go ahead and put the story together. I mean, we have to tell this in a in a, in a way that people are going to actually sit there and, and, and understand uh, and also be interested in. So um, we have a lot of work to do on the front end of this in order to get to the point where we know exactly uh, there's certain elements to this story that we need to tell. It's not just about the evidence. It's also about the emotional uh, journey that Stan and his family have been on. Nobody ever talks about the abductee's wife or the abductee's children, you know, and and what they go through and, and how it puts more st- stress on Stan you know being anybody who's married can understand this it doesn't you know again it's pretty quick to understand that this is a it puts a lot of stress on a marriage and you have children of certain ages who are very you know depending on how old they are uh, it could it can affect them in certain ways so that's part of this documentary too it's 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 a, a it stands a human being okay stands a real person who's gone through these profound events and it's changed him, it's changed his family, it's changed his friends uh, people get involved in the case also tend to their lives change so that's also a part of the documentary it's not just okay here's the footage and here it is analyzed it's, it's, it's got to be more of a human story because that's more compelling and that's going to draw people in and say you know what I might may or may not believe this but man I feel his pain or I feel what he's going through uh, and I think that's an important part. Any filmmaker will tell you that. I mean, that's an important part of, of, of how you put sure. something together. So um, it won't be forever to do this. I know it's it's it, you know people have been waiting for this for a while because other people in the past have tried to do things uh, with this. Uh, but we have a game plan. We have we, we have a pretty solid game plan, and um, it, it, within the year, people should be watching this. Let's I'll put it that way.
0: Within this year, Dan have you been approached by uh, reality TV?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny, because we were approached uh, uh, hmm. by Wife Swap. <laughs> we oh by wife my Swap. Oh, my God.
0: Could you imagine? Oh, man. <laughs>
3: oh, <no. laughs> You're joking. Man. That would have like been <laughs> classic. <laughs> oh, I know. I just said no. I couldn't handle it. I'm I love that. How could you say <laughs> no? The poor oh, lady. The poor lady you get, Stan. Oh,
5: man. Imagine <laughs> that. My goodness. And...
0: You know, conservative, like New England family or something. (laughs) Yes. Um, But you know, some really—I'll say it. The last time I interviewed you last year was right after you didn't do well with the lie detector stuff with Coast to Coast.
3: Oh yeah. Well, we found out that was—we found out that was set up, and people actually came forward to, um, you know, blow the lid off that. So that was. You know, that's just part of it. You know, you, you take chances, and, you know, I don't have anything to hide, and there's no reason why I should have failed that, and then, you know, people came forward and said, well, this was totally set up, and they explained why, and you can read about it all over the Internet now. So they did not have know, that had had that been on well. since. Mm-hmm. No, um it's interesting because George Norrie won't even he won't even talk to the guy um, that accused them of doing this. He won't even mention it now. He's trying to skirt the subject which is I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why. And it makes you wonder really who these people are. Could they be debunkers themselves? Could they be part of this government? You know, we don't know who's in um, you know, these positions, you know, at ABC or, you know, like um, radio shows, maybe there are plants there to try to control, you know, the fallout yeah. from people Co- like me. Co-
0: coast to coast is owned by a, a huge
1: con- radio conglomerate. Huh? Yeah. We, we know.
0: No,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Program.
0: We,
3: oh, we also, too,
1: it's a, it's a, um, it should be mentioned that um, I've done a lot of research on, uh, I'm writing, a, a, I was have been writing a separate book on white-collar crime over the last couple of years, and it just so happens I've interviewed several of the uh, leading experts in the nation on polygraph testing uh, just by coincidence. And what they'll all tell you is that polygraph testing is a very tricky subject. It's a tricky area because there are people that do it very well, but there's no way you can be 100% accurate with it. Um, and that's why the, the, a lot of judges, a lot of courts will not allow polygraph evidence into, uh, into a courtroom as evidence because of that. Uh, no. and, and there's, it, it, uh, there's both on each side. It's controversial. It really is controversial. It depends on who's giving the test, on the conditions of the person uh, who's, when he's taking it. If, there, if there's a, a, a biological issue, whether it's low blood sugar or something like that, that can affect the test. So, yeah. and again, that's the problem. If somebody just saw that, if they're going to say, Stan Romanek is a hoax, he's a hoaxer, he's, he's lying. But that's, that has nothing to do with the yeah. things that have happened in this. That, that's just one thing, a controversial thing that happened. And if you just take that by itself, then you're missing out on, on something that's really quite incredible.
3: Well, here's the thing. I should have known something, something was Go up. Ahead, I should have known something was up when the guy kept asking me the same question over and over and over. We spent an mm-hmm. hour in there of him asking me the same question Is <clears> the <throat> boo video fake? It's like, <laughs> I, well, can I? How the heck should I know? I mean, could it have been a mask? <laughs> I don't know. But he, he wouldn't oh, let right. me answer it any <clears throat> other way. Speaking of I the asked video. him, I said, Speaking yeah. of the
4: video, the, the, the window where the video was recorded at is not exactly low to the ground. That's like a two-story window, is no.
3: it? No. No, that's about seven feet off the ground. So, okay. no, it's not real low, but it's, I mean, yeah, it's pretty up there. I don't know how yeah. they did it.
1: Huh. Yeah, and Stan can't know. He, can, he, if he If somebody could be playing a hoax on him with this video, so if Stan's asking, if they're asking him, is this a hoax, he knows he's not hoaxing it scared the heck out of him but you know who knows if it's a neighbor's kid which obviously yeah, it probably is not but how is Stan supposed to know that mm-hmm. you know so there's that's a, that's a, it's all relative
3: well yeah, i have two, know, I thoughts away. <laughs> two thoughts on that you uh, go ahead
0: two thoughts on that the lie detector stuff first of all i feel as though personally i would flunk a lie detector test mm-hmm. in general N- not because i'm a liar just because I have a personality that is very high-strung, and I feel like I would tip off a lot of uh, meters and get, uh, when I watch these things, uh, I don't think I would pass, I about things that were truthful. So, that didn't bother me. I will say that if Art Bell was still running coast-to-coast, Coast, I think you would be on coast-to-coast more.
3: Yeah, I've been that on coast-to-coast Coast quite a bit. In fact, Art Bell was awesome. George Norton came along, and all of a sudden, all this stuff started happening. Yeah, and that's and very... to be honest, um, you know, it's just part of this. You know, you have, to, you have to put up with this. You have to put up with the debunkers. You have to put it. And why would I do a lie detector test if I didn't think I could pass it? Who in the right mind would do that? What? Mm-hmm. I'm lying about all this, and I'm exactly. going to do a lie detector test. just doesn't <laughs> make sense. Come on, guys. Yeah, it
0: really no, it doesn't make ups, any yeah, sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And, and the, other, um, the other thing about it was I wanted to mention to you, and you should take it as a compliment, is that last year, the Stan Romanek that I interviewed and the Stan Romanek that I'm interviewing tonight seems a lot more secure with himself, a lot more uh, calm. Um, I don't know if that's just because your life's going well. You look very good physically. Thank you. Um, yeah, I like the way, what you're doing with your hair. Um, and, and <laughs> Jack, we need to talk. Hey, did, did you guys, Apparently is my Rogaine so.
2: working? <laughs> working? Well, I'm no. a little bit ahead of you guys. Is, right is Jackal's? Yeah. we go to the say Barber, I guess. Shit.
0: Wow. Well,
2: but I have to say,
0: you as a person, I've always thought you were a very nice individual either way. But um, Alejandro has always... He's A1, and there's just, there's something about this case that obviously, like I said, keeps rising to the surface through this minutia of contactees, abductees, channelers, and then there's this Stan Romanet guy, and it's just, but tonight when I'm talking to you, I just get this serenity, calmness out of you that's almost as if I don't necessarily need to have all the answers right now, Jesse. I just know that it is. It's happening, and I'm rolling with the flow.
3: i have a theory about that if you want to hear it. (laughs) Please. Um, Honestly, I believe it's because I know what I want to be when I grow up, and this is what I'm meant to do. Really, I, I, this is what I'm supposed it, it, to do. I'm I'm good at talking to people, I'm good in front it's of your large crowds. Purpose. And really I I honestly from the bottom of my heart believe I'm here to help people and that's really all I want to do is I wanna help people understand that it's 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 okay, you don't have to be afraid, there's stuff out there, it won't hurt us. Even if there's bad stuff out there we still need to know about it so we don't need to know how to deal with it. And if we want sovereignty, we have to do it ourselves, plain and simple. We can't ask for help. We have to do it ourselves. We have to take responsibility for ourselves. And this is what I'm meant to do. I know it for a fact.
7: You know, it's so important that we take time to reflect on the love that we do have. And when we do, we realize that life is so much more better than we thought. It's amazing who I am today. Full of love, love and smiles. So much has changed. I was cold back then. Now I'm warm inside. Broad joy to Shine into our lives, sweet blueberries and butterflies make everything alright. It's amazing what we have today. Plenty of love. For the world, what we have today so much joy inside, like a baby at play. Sweet blueberries and butterflies blueberries. bring sunshine into our lives. Sweet blueberries and butterflies. Everything alright. Sweet blueberries and butterflies. Bring sunshine into our lives. Sweet blueberries and butterflies. Make everything alright. We have everything we need. Love, money to spend. Such a joy to be alive. Wealth of love within. We will sacrifice what we must for them. Give all of our love to our precious children. Sunshine into our lives, sweet blueberries and butter.
4: Stand real quick, Justin. Uh, there's a gentleman who listens to our show a lot. Go ahead. Uh, his name is John. He runs a website called Paranormal Fifty One, and he made a statement sure. on one of my shows not so long ago that really made a lot of sense. He said that you're being used, maybe by the aliens, maybe by the government, maybe by whoever, but that you're being used specifically to bring down the gray aliens to bring them down to Earth. And he believes, and from his from his information. Uh, that your experiences are going to get more intense as the time passes and as, you know, it gets closer to that disclosure where they, you do help bring them bring them down. Um, you know, he said that on one of my shows, and that kind of resonated, especially after hearing you talk. Huh. Uh, it does make a lot of sense uh, that, you know, that they would be using somebody to get this kind of media coverage if the government sure. doesn't want to do it themselves. You know, go to, go to the people, in other words.
3: I've never, honestly, I've never seen... Uh, I've seen things that looked close, but I've never seen an actual typical gray alien. Um, my first abduction experience, they didn't look like grays at all. In fact, they had huge oval-shaped, slanted blue eyes. Oh, wow. um, so, you know, maybe there's a different group involved with me. I believe there's just tons and tons of different things out there with their own agendas. Um... I believe, I honestly believe there's a war going on out there, just like, you know, maybe there's a war going on here. Maybe it's for um, our um, right to be part of the galactic neighborhood. I don't know. I know something's going on.
5: Yeah.
4: The Galactic Federation, just like... Sheldon Star Trek
3: <laughs> yeah yeah Star Trek I I honestly believe there's something like that there I really do and I believe you know why haven't they out now come down because they aren't allowed because they aren't allowed to interfere with an emerging race right. we have to do directive. it ourselves
4: the prime director that's,
3: that's prime directive. pretty much you know that came the guy who did Star yeah. Trek did a lot of research and maybe that's where he got it from well, yeah
4: it, it that goes right back to my theory how Hollywood has been used to Condition people, and Gene Rutenberry, a lot of people say that he had some inside knowledge, uh, because, I mean, if you look at the stuff on Star Trek, for example, uh, look at all the technology we have today that came directly from there, cell phones, uh, for one, Uh, laptops came from Star Trek, now they're talking about teleportation machines uh, being possibly something that might happen in the next thousand years, Uh, you know, all this stuff comes (laughs) directly from Star Trek, where did that come from, you know, how did this get into this person's mind? They created all this stuff. In, yeah, they, yeah, it came they, from somewhere. It came from somewhere yeah. exactly. I do believe that uh, movies like 20, 2001, uh, movies like uh, the Star Trek series, the TV and the movies, uh, you know, they don't just happen for for you know for nothing. They happen for a reason. TV shows like The yeah. X Files happen for a reason. The fact that the people get behind it is because the people are getting ready. Uh, I mean, it's pretty simple to, to understand that we're not alone in the universe. Just look how vast this universe, sure. the universe is. Sure. And it'd be an awful shame if we were alone. It really would be.
3: I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I recently, you know, not recently, a few years ago, I talked to some NASA NASA uh, uh, astronomers or NASA scientists, I should say, and they were telling me there's over a hundred billion mm-hmm. planetary systems in our galaxy alone. That's a hundred billion yeah. stars with planets around them, and there are over three hundred billion galaxies. Come, on, come on, I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's ludicrous. You think we're only ones.
4: Yeah, and you know, the funny thing is, we're on the outskirts of our galaxy. We're like a little speck of dust, right on the tail edge of one of the outskirts of the galaxy. Yeah. So, who knows how deeper it gets as you know, deeper into the deeper into the galaxy you get.
3: We're trailer trash. <laughs> you
4: really are. <laughs> you really, really
0: are. E- hey, easy there. I don't want to offend Jack. <laughs> No, Have we act see- like trailer trash
1: to them, I'm sure. No kidding. Hey,
0: oh, yeah. After seeing that headshot, Jack, that headshot <laughs> that just popped up, you're not trailer trash, buddy. I'm telling you right
5: now. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Stan's
1: already said. hey, they said they needed a photo, and that's the one. I'll change it. <laughs> I'm going to change that. I'm going to put an alien well, yeah. on their photo or, is that a, you know, a picture. There you go. Something.
0: Hey, yeah. Stan, you, you know what? Maybe, you know, it would be cool. It sounds like uh, spending the night in your house is like an amusement park ride. Like maybe you could charge tickets and people go. could just have a Stan Romanek vacation package.
3: No, you yeah, like no a two-night
0: stay at the Romaneks with a meal because she's a good cook.
3: Oh, no. She does come um, just for that.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like going to the White House. You get a tour, Seven. and then you get yeah. to... It <laughs> might yeah, be something you know, worth thinking about, if you guys need to generate income.
3: breakfast.
1: Right? Yeah, <laughs> you, have you, you experienced <laughs> UFOs, aliens, and ghosts?
4: Yeah, all they in, all on. On. They already have <laughs> a little <laughs> have you been a, in. Might as well.
5: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what <laughs> about... Uh,
4: <laughs> tell, us something,
0: tell us something top secret. We're winding down here. Tell us something <laughs> top secret. Yes. What about some yeah. of the people that you talk to, um, as far as people who have approached you, a la,
2: Bob, you know, has a Bob Bigelow come and talk to you, has a Joe Firmage oh, come yeah. talk to I you? Oh, yeah, I mean,
3: I've had all kinds of people. I'll tell you right now that some of the people involved in my case are ex um, naval Intelligence, um, ex-NSA, um, and, you know, these guys want it out just like everybody else. There are people in the government that I call white lighters that are trying to help, and, you know, they want it out just as bad as everybody else. Um, You know, they have a conscience, and it's time that we all pull together and it's time we get this going because it is the most important thing in the history of mankind, period. End of story.
4: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: What would your advice be? What would your advice be to the average Joe listening to the show tonight as far as, like I said, where do they channel their frustration and energy? What should they be doing according to you?
3: Just keep telling people that this is real. You know, just keep sticking up for for, um, you know, themselves, and, you know, don't give up, don't, just don't give up, that's all I can say, is because it's going to, you know, the guys upstairs, I think, are starting to make their move, and they're starting to get the information down to us, and, you know, we have to do it from the grassroots up, and understand that there's only a select few that are running everything, there is way more of us than there are of them. Yep, this is true.
0: So where can we catch you? Um, where Where are you speaking coming up? Uh, what do you have on the agenda here? What's on the Stan Roman calendar?
3: Um, uh, the 13th of this month I'm going to be in Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm going to be speaking at uh, Noetic Wisdom. That's hard for me to say, up in Fort Collins. Um, I am going to be at the UFO Congress Conference coming up um February 20-something, it's on my website, February 24th or 25th or something like that. Um, then I'm going to be at the Azteca Conference, the Angel Fire Conference, those are both in New Mexico. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, get my book, go to my website, um, there's a lot of stuff on my book, and then, you know, Jack and the guy from guys from Trenhall Media Group, Honestly, I I know 100% they're going to do an amazing job of the documentary and getting the... the Are you doing Laughlin this year? I am doing Laughlin, the UFO Congress conference. Yep, I will be there. I am... Uh, um, one of the last speakers on Thursday. They did it. They give. They gave me the um, two hours. Yeah, I can do a four-hour conf- uh, talk, but they gave me two hours more than just about everybody else because they they are thinking I'm going to fill the, the stadium. So we'll see.
0: Is that the? I'm happy to hear that. It. In fact, I'm trying to get Jackal to. Uh, no, no, no. That's, that's the, uh, the 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 UFO Congress. <laughs> it's oh, a okay. week long. It's the longest <laughs> UFO. Con- uh, the conference. Biggest. The, the biggest, biggest in longest. the longest. It's a week long. This thing's wow, amazing. This thing. In fact, Jackal um, hopefully is going to get us tickets, Stan, and pay for the whole thing. So, if
3: you come up there, make sure you find me. So if you guys mm-hmm. come up, make sure you find we're me s- and no, you,
0: you, Sure, and you know Tim over at UFO TV, I'm sure. So, oh, uh, sure. He's, he's our good buddy, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, Jack, it was great having you on the program. I think you really added a lot of texture. Sometimes when Stan's just by his lonesome, it seems as though he's sort of this guy out on this Stan Romanek island, and uh, you just have to sort of take what he says as like, okay, yeah, he's got these
2: guys, these guys that he works with, you know. But You're one of these guys, you know. And I would like to tell this audience that if
0: you're interested uh, in the raffle that we're doing for the Stan Romanek Prize Package Vacation, two-night stay at the Romaneks, which includes uh, free passes to Hometown Buffet, um, just send, uh, what are you selling the tickets for, Jackal? Are they $150 each? What are they?
4: $150 each, and they come autographed by Stan Romanek himself. How's that? (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, so you want to make the check out to Jesse Randolph, and, and I'll, I'll give you the address offline. The
2: jackal. Offline. The jackal.
3: Uh, <laughs> that That's something to think about, man. I'm telling you, that really is something to think about. You know, it's interesting because one of the, you know, the debunkers always say, oh, you're doing this for money. You're making lots of money. Everything that I've done, honestly, has come out of my pocket. We're so poor we can't pay attention. And, you know, so there is no money in this really for us.
0: No one's making money, Stan, and that's the way the government wants to keep it. Yeah. You know, I tell people, I am an ex-corporate junkie. I was at Yahoo for years. I was at Fox for years. I'm an ex-Silicon Valley robot sheeple. Okay? And I know tons of friends at MySpace and Facebook and Yahoo and Google that are clinging to their cubicles going, I- At least I have a job. And that's what they've come to. That's where they've put us. And there's a few that dare to walk down this road and say, you know what? Are we bleeding? Yes. Do we feel great? Yes. And there has to be a lot of liberation and freedom and I would think in your case, you have to feel pretty good about yourself these days, huh?
3: I I do, and you know, I look at it this way, too. When the economy collapses completely, I'm way ahead of the game, so I'm not (laughs) worried.
2: I love it. Yeah, you know,
0: if you keep listening to the Coast to Coast, everyone uh, I I always I always laugh about this because whether it's Coast or some of the other programs, they're always telling everybody to invest in gold.
2: Like any of the listeners have like a ton of money to just go buy a big pile of gold and throw it in the closet, you know. Sure, George, everybody
0: will
5: give me some gold.
2: (laughs) Yes, everyone,
0: go out and buy gold. You can't feed your family, and your your house is getting taken. But
2: but go get some gold. gold (laughs) That's
0: right. Hey, listen, we're running out of time here, Jackal. Anything uh, from the Voice of Reason before we let Stan uh, and Jack get back to making this um, amazing documentary?
4: Yeah, one thing. I wanted to uh, make sure that you guys, uh, once you have you guys, once you have the documentary finished, that you guys come back here and uh, you know. Promoted here on our show if it's good with you guys. We'd love to have you guys back. Absolutely.
5: Sure. And thanks for having us,
1: man. You guys do a great job. Thanks. Thank you. Well, you're welcome.
0: And and we we have a lot of respect for you guys. And, um, again, it's it's just one of those things where every single genius or inventor or person who has decided to go out on a limb uh, that was ridiculed or stoned to death had become a living legend or a hero Mm -hmm. or a genius in the future. And, you know, in in 30 years, Stan Romanek might be, for all we know, a pioneer that's well-respected and taught in schools. Who knows? What do you think of that, Stan?
5: (laughs) We'll
3: see. We'll see. Or it could just be another nut job in history.
0: You never know. Yeah, or you could be selling discounted
2: tickets. There you go. So... Even though they're gonna
4: be telling stories about Stan Romanek a hundred years from now, so
5: Yeah, see there you go.
4: Probably
2: so. Hopefully so.
4: You've uh, you've etched your notch in history, as they say. You're in there, you're in the history books. Marvelous.
3: Marvelous. What a thing to be fam you know, jeez. I I look at that all the time and I talk to my wife all the time, it's like Look what I'm famous for! How bizarre is that, really? I mean,
0: <laughs> I, I think you're, you're the only one who can answer that. But yeah, I would be thinking that too, buddy. <laughs> it's not your bowling game, you know what I mean? It's it's no. something quite different. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up tonight, uh, folks. Uh, thanks for being so patient with the technology issues. Again, there's been some streaming problems with. Uh, we blame. We're going to blame it on Haiti again this week, right, Jackal?
4: Well, yeah. That's the, what we're doing. Yeah, the live stream. You know what it is, though? It's definitely not on our end because the live stream uh, was saying that it was having problems. And I actually was trying to upload the Boo video, as it's called now, into the uh, server so we could play it. And it wouldn't take any videos or anything. Uh, so, yeah, they're well, just having all kind of problems. In fact, uh, People's TV Network are actually good, they're looking to upgrade the system pretty soon. So by the time you guys are ready to come back, we're going to have a very smooth show running here on People's TV Network. Uh,
5: but but if you guys still, the no, –
0: we got to see your face and you yeah. and you just being animated and it's important. It's not Larry King where, you know, here's 30 seconds of Stan and then we jump to a commercial. Here's 10 yeah. seconds of Stan and then let's have some three idiots debunk him. Um, you know, it's, Yep. It's not hurry up, hurry up, and nervous, and you're on national TV. We got to see you relaxed and comfortable, and that's what people need to see. So yes. I'm really glad that we at least got that through tonight, guys.
5: Yes.
3: Well, and yep. if you want to see the boo video, just go to my website, and then you can see all the other fake videos that are real. I mean, some of them are so funny. I, I mean, they're really funny, and I, you can vote <laughs> yeah. for, the, for, for yeah. them, actually, on the website. So I go see the real one. Go check it out, and then, you know, decide for yourself.
2: Sounds great. All right. Fair enough, gentlemen. Um, again,
0: uh, the website address for Stan Romanek, of course, is easy. It's stanromanek.com. And Jack, um, I guess you don't have anything you want to promote right now because website, it's top Jack, secret,
1: correct? Do you have, do you have a website? Uh, we or? do. It's that's just www.trenthallmedia.com. Trent and Hall if you media. want, to we'll obviously snapshot. be promoting, you know, the documentaries as things go on, as things move forward, and.
4: Sure. We'll be putting out to... press
1: releases and everything else. So. Now,
4: once again, real okay. quick, uh, when uh, are you guys uh, looking to drop the documentary? When is it going to come out? Uh, uh, I gonna would say, I,
1: um, I'm going to say a, a year, but probably a little less than that. And soon. it could be eight months, but I mean, I think we have to be fair to ourselves, and we want to do it right. And we have a, there's a ton, a ton of evidence that we need to go through and decide, look, this could be an eight hour documentary and we really need to make it 90 minutes. Uh, so that's the biggest challenge. I mean, that's how much evidence there is. So
0: and you need to get it into yeah. Sundance. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. That's one of that's our goals. We're gonna hit, We're going to hit the festivals hard. Definitely. Uh, yeah. that,
0: that's what Stan that's was awesome. saying. Yeah, and I definitely want an autographed headshot of Jack Roth, please, uh, at <laughs> the earliest convenience.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, man! I'm changing that immediately.
0: You know, I mean, as you can tell, I am the style expert for the show, and uh, we might have to call on Jack if we need assistance. But gentlemen, again. Thanks for being on the show, and you're always welcome here, and Stan, thanks for being such a pioneer. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you. Thank you so very much. Okay, everyone,
0: uh, we'll be on tomorrow night, as usual, same uh, hour, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. This is Jesse Randolph, and of course, the voice of reason.
4: The Jackal, as they call him. The Jackal.
0: Yes. And good night, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow night on Skywatchers Radio. Skywatchers out.